football time in Tennessee. Well, I think the only way to really sum up the second half in Tuscaloosa is just by, you know, two words, dog shit. Um, I try not to curse uh, when, when I do, you know, when I do the show, but I mean, there's really no other way to really put it. Um, second half uh, against Alabama was, it was trash. Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what was going on. And I, and I, and I put some stuff out on, on social media, just kind of saying the same thing is, is, you know, what are we doing? So Tennessee is up 20 to seven at halftime. And I guess before we, we get to that, it's, it's probably a good idea to, um, I guess, go back over how Tennessee got to that point. Um, Jason here with you on a Monday after the Alabama game, uh, the VFL show, uh, at the VFL show on, on Twitter or X and the VFL show in your search bar for your, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're also good friends with the 1796 sports. Um, so be sure and, uh, check them out as well. First half for Tennessee was really good. So, uh, Started out with a touchdown on a beautiful throw from from Joe Milton to Squirrel White in the end zone. Uh, amazing play by Squirrel to keep his feet in and you know and 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 have possession of the ball and everything was going good. Um, held to Alabama to only one touchdown uh, of their own, um, which was another play involving uh, Alabama's. Uh, that, that Burton fella, where he decided to kick one of our defensive guys, but you know uh, he it's no you know that that guy's no stranger to issues with you know with Tennessee and and and, and fans and and our team. So you know there's that. Um, Tennessee was able to get another touchdown before the half ended to McAllen Castles, and they were able to get a couple of field goals. What's really troubling is the fact that. Those two field goals, Tennessee was not able to turn into touchdowns. They got to the red zone, and everything just kind of stopped. So, I mean, if you look at the final score, which was 34-20, to 20, I got the 20 part right, because I believe I said 24-20. I got the 20 part right, but the 34 I didn't see. I didn't see either one of these teams getting a 30 um, because of how both teams have really played all year uh, and, and played scores in their games. Um Tennessee gets to the red zone a couple times. You got to punch those balls in, and, and and I know that even if they had, that would have still not put Tennessee ahead in the in the score overall. You know, in the game and the score overall. But I think it would have changed a little bit of the way that maybe the game was played. Um, or, you know, or maybe not. I mean, the way that Tennessee played in the second half, they weren't beating anybody. I mean, I don't know. I don't exactly understand. What, so what is, what is the, what is the scheme? What is, what is the objective? What are we doing defensively? First play, first play out of the gate, second half was a huge run. Second play was a touchdown throw and nobody was, and, and, and their wide receiver beat everybody. So two plays, you know, you know, 75 yards or whatever it was and, and, and under them in 40 seconds. And you can kind of feel that the game was changing. 
at that point. Um, Tennessee had every opportunity in the second half, you know, to figure it out. They were shut out. They didn't score any points. The running game, which looked pretty good in the first half, was non-existent. In fact, Joe Milton was your leading rusher, which is a problem uh, for this team, for this running back room. If it, it, you know, Tennessee has been really successful with their three-headed monster in the backfield, and when Joe Milton is your leading rusher, that's going to spell problems. You look at the stats otherwise, which I'll get to here in a little bit, and it really wasn't I mean, if you look at the statistics, you think that Tennessee probably wins the ball game. Um, Joe did run more than you know than he had, which was great. He probably ran it in spots maybe he shouldn't have, but ran it in other in other you know situations where he should. So, so he made the correct call on some of them. Um, I, I had no issues with Joe. I mean, Joe is 28 of 41 for 271 yards and two touchdowns. Anybody who wants to blame Joe for this loss is is is, is dumb. Uh, I'm sorry. But to blame the quarterback that was basically almost 70% effective is, is just dumb. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's not on him. Um, Joe's receivers were good. You know, they were good enough. I mean, Squirrel White, 10 receptions for 111 yards. Ramel Keaton even caught the ball this time. I was I was happy for Ramel. Uh, five receptions at 71 yards. Uh, Jalen Wright caught seven balls for 44 yards. Jacob Warren caught one for 14. And Castles caught two for 12. Um, another drop. Another, I don't know if it was a drop or two by uh, Dante Thornton. Um, I don't know what's I don't know what it's gonna take uh, for that guy to get going, but seven ball games have been played, and that guy hasn't done much. Uh, and 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 I think that we're kind of we it's kind of like Joe, right? Six years in college, I I, I kind of feel like we are where we are uh, with a guy like Dante Thornton. Maybe you know the last five games he comes alive. Um, but I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I I don't I, I can't make any sense of it. The ball hits him in the hands. And he doesn't catch it. Uh, I think that maybe there's more going on there. Um, the rushing attack for Tennessee, Dylan Sampson had four carries for 28 yards. Jabari Small, eight carries for 24. Jalen Wright, 11 carries for 22. Joe Milton had 59, had 59 yards on 15 carries. He was your um, leading rusher. That can't happen. You're going to win ball games. You're going to win them with your rushing attack up near a couple hundred yards, Joe doing his thing. If Joe has these passing numbers and the rushing attack has their normal, if we get them on the same page, that's where Tennessee is successful. I don't know, you know, a lot can be said about, you know, the coaching strategy. Alabama came out in the second half and hit Tennessee square in the mouth. And Tennessee had no answer. So something can be said about that. Uh, some players were interviewed after the game, and I think it was, I don't know if it was Elijah Herring or Elijah Simmons, I get my Elijahs mixed up, but one of them said that they just flat out stopped playing, thought the game was over at halftime. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable for you to feel like you can't play 60 minutes of football. 
The game is not won in 30 minutes. The game is not won in 40 minutes or 45. The game is won in 60 minutes. And for a little over 30, Tennessee was looking good. And then it all went down the toilet. Tennessee has still not beaten Alabama since 2003 in Tuscaloosa. That was also the last time that Tennessee won back-to-back games in the series, 2002 and 2003. So those cigars go away for another year. Maybe we'll get to smoke them again at Neyland Stadium next year. But uh, absolutely just... You know, I kind of felt like it was too good to be true. Um, that first half, going into halftime at 20-7, to I was worried about the miscues in the red zone leading to field goals. Um, but I, I thought with the way that Tennessee was playing, they were going to be able to continue at least some kind of some kind of momentum in the second half. I mean, so think to yourself, these game stats are for the entire game. And if your team had these game stats, would they win? 404 yards. The other team had 358. 271 passing. The other team had 220. Rushing yards was just about even. 133 for Tennessee. Other team, 138. Yards per play, five for Tennessee. 22 first downs for Tennessee. Eight of 18 on third down. Now, here's where the game, maybe you think to yourself, so those stats that I just read you would make you think that a team won the game. Here's some stats where maybe you think that a team did not win the game. Fourth down efficiency, 0 for 3. That's continuing to be a problem for Tennessee. Fourth down and a yard. Why are we not just why are we not loading up in the box and 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 just pushing Joe? Why why do we not have a package where you've got Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson right behind Joe and, and why are we not pushing Joe? Why can't Joe get one yard? Or why can we not run something a little bit different and not be so predictable? Another thing with Tennessee, they are so predictable in these situations, whether it be third and short, fourth and short, even like second and long. I mean, I'm calling plays from my couch. I'm on the couch and I'm like, that's a run. That's a run. That's a run. It needs to be something else. I mean, if I'm sitting at home and other Vol fans are sitting at home calling plays, you can bet your ass that Nick Saban, his defensive team, his coordinators, are doing the same thing. They know what you're doing. And they were able to stop it. They were able to stop it three times on fourth down. Eight penalties for 55 yards. Okay. Another aspect of this game. The officiating. Was it good? No. Was it the reason why Tennessee lost? No. Tennessee did not lose because of the officials. They didn't help them, but they didn't lose. You've got to find a way to get around those things. You've got to find a way to execute your game plan. Is the officials the reason why Joe Milton was the leading rusher? No. Is is the officials the reason... Why Tennessee came up short on fourth and down, fourth down and short, didn't get fourth down three times. No. 
it, is the officials a reason why Joe missed it on a couple of throws? Not by much. But he missed just a little bit on throws in the first half that would have extended Tennessee's lead? No. Now, the officials did not decide to throw flags on a play. It's it's all over. It's all over Twitter. All right. On a play where the Tennessee defensive guy was held and it led to an Alabama touchdown, they could have thrown something. But as Vol fans would, would should know, being battered and having this, this battered Vol syndrome that everybody has, okay? Me included in a short amount of time, you could say. You got to find a way around that. Because, yeah... Was the head official like a realtor in Tuscaloosa? Maybe he is, but he has to have a job, all right? This team needs to find a way to win. The officials are not controlling the game. There were plenty of other opportunities for Tennessee to win this ballgame. And they simply didn't. They didn't show up in the second half. Now, Alabama had their least amount of penalties that they've had in five years. Okay, so that is troubling. Alabama is one of the most penalized teams in the SEC. And so there you have it. I mean, yeah. A couple more calls on Alabama could have been called. Would that have changed the outcome? You lost by two scores. You didn't show up in one half. The time of possession was was pretty close. I know that Josh Heupel doesn't care about that, but it was pretty close. Alabama threw an interception. And they also lost a fumble, as did Joe. Tennessee, here's the thing that you got to look at when you're talking about having opportunities to win the ballgame as well. Tennessee ran 79 plays. Alabama only ran 63 and won by 14 points. You run almost 80 plays, you have an opportunity. Because guess what? You were called for eight penalties, and you had 80 penalties. 80 plays, right? Even if Alabama is called for three more penalties, I mean, that's four penalties or five for 50 yards, maybe. You ran 80 plays. I want to I wanna be the one as well to blame the officials for my problems and for the losses. What about What about Florida? Second quarter, this team didn't show up. In the last five road games, they're one and four. Their only victory on the road in the last five games is to Vandy. I mean, Vandy's just not any good. This team's got to be better on the road. Where's where's that where's that where's that fire? Where's that fuel that you see at Neyland Stadium? They don't show it. Now, I mean. Tennessee is a lot further ahead than where they where they should be in this in this quote unquote rebuild in year three under Josh Heupel. But the road woes, they just need to get better. You're not going to be taken seriously as a national championship contender or an SEC championship contender if you don't win on the road. The East for Tennessee to win the East, it's pretty much done. They've got to hope that Georgia loses, um, and then they lose at Neyland. And Tennessee has to run the table. 
you've got a Kentucky team that's ready for Tennessee, that's looking for revenge. This game is in their house. This game is in Lexington. You don't show up on the road, you're going to lose that game. You don't show up in Columbia, Missouri, you're going to lose that game too. And I think that a lot of people in year three, you know, three years ago would have taken eight and four. But people, you know, there are people ready to jump off a building because Tennessee lost this game against Alabama. Saw it on social media. Again, should we just be thankful that basketball season is coming and and just roll up the carpet on football season? No. I don't understand people. I don't understand. And, 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 And this might just, this might just feel like a preaching session, but you know, I mean, you can fan the way you want to fan, you know? I don't care the way that other people fan, but to completely see the same thing over and over again about, well, it's Nico time. Joe stinks. Joe was 28 of 41 for almost 300 yards. Joe wasn't the problem here. Well, let's pack it in. Basketball season's coming. This team is five and two. This team is five and two, and they had three bad quarters to do it. The second quarter in in Gainesville and the second half in Tuscaloosa. Both games arguably were winnable, that they should have won, that they should have played better. If they would have done X, Y, and Z, they would have won. But you guys, you know, some of you, not all of you, most of all nation is amazing. And every fan base has these types of fans. But good God, you want to give up on this team? Because of a bad half in Tuscaloosa and a bad second quarter in Gainesville, you go right ahead. I won't. I'll be here. Send me the hate. I've already heard. I've already seen it. I've already heard it. You know, send more of that garbage about Joe being the problem. Let's let's put Nico in again. I said it last week, week before. No, you're not getting it because it's not appropriate. Now, if they lose a couple of more ball games, fine. Okay, that's fine. They lose this week against Kentucky. Put them in there. Everybody thinks, and I don't know what this kid is made of, and I don't know if he's going to be any good or if he's going to suck or if he's going to be great or if he's going to be the next Peyton Manning, but neither do you. And you're crapping on a kid who works his ass off in Joe Milton and does gives his all for Tennessee and is not the reason why Tennessee lost either ball game that they did. Joe has improved. The offensive line needs to be better for Tennessee. Look, you you got two guys in the NFL right now that was on this offensive line last year. Okay? So, a lot lot needs to be improved on. You know, the defense in the second half need to be better. You know, know, the game plan, the scheme, uh, whatever it was. I don't know what I witnessed in the second half in Tuscaloosa, but I know that it can't happen no more. I know that. That is absolutely a fact. Um, you know, and I do apologize if, 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 this, if this show has been a little bit more, you know, straightforward and, and, and maybe, not, maybe not what anybody is, is used to in other shows. And, you know, I did go over some stats. But, you know, there's a lot of batter Vol stuff going on, okay? And you got are, – are you a Vol fan – all the time, or are you just a Vol fan when it's convenient? I'm a Vol fan all the time. I didn't like what I saw, but I don't go shit on these kids on social media. I don't. 
I'll tell you like it is. They could have been better, but they're 18 to 22 year old kids, most of them. Most, some are a little older. Okay. You want to be critical? That's fine. But don't go, you know, using these kids' handle and adding them and, and, and tagging them and, and no, it's not the way it goes. If you can't handle it, stay off social media. It's just, it's just garbage. You shouldn't, you don't crap on these kids. Vol for life, vol always. Vol fan week in, week out. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter five and two, doesn't matter two and five. It's just plain and simple. Now, I look for a bounce back. I mean, I look for the, I look for them to bounce back against Tennessee or for Tennessee to bounce back against Kentucky. Of course, you know, the UConn game, which the time was just announced, it, it will be noon on Saturday, November 4th on the SEC Network. Um, Kentucky is this Saturday at 7 p.m. on ESPN. I look for bounce back games. That game in, in Columbia, Missouri is not going to be any fun. It's going to be cold. That's a good Missouri team. They show it week in and week out. They've still got a game against Georgia. You got to go beat them. And then you get Georgia. Tennessee can run the table. And maybe they will, maybe they won't. You're a Vol fan for life or you're a Vol fan, you know, not at all or just sometimes or when it's convenient. I'm here all the time. I'll criticize the team. But you fan the way you want. I'll fan the way I want. And and I, I, I feel like this team has, has done really, really good. And I'm proud of them. Um, at the VFL show on Twitter, uh, or X or whatever you call it, uh, the VFL show in your search bar for your podcasts. Um, I'll be back Friday to talk more about Kentucky. And uh, we hope that you'll give this uh, a subscribe after you listen. And uh, everybody have a good week. Uh, be safe. Go Vols. Talk to you soon. Oh,